if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're here with us for episode 18 and we have a special guest for you. Whoop, whoop. David from Trantec Computers, welcome. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, we've asked him to come and chat to us about cybersecurity. We know that's not really sexy for most people. Dave thinks it's, it's crap. Cybersecurity is crap. Yeah. Honestly, the whole yeah, IT profession <laughs> industry is completely crazy. I don't know why anyone gets into it. But honestly, if like I hate IT, I hate cybersecurity, but it is so completely essential in your business. Like it's, it's just part of doing business these days. You really do need to be aware of it. And as much as I obviously completely loathe it all, <laughs> if I was going to talk to anybody about cybersecurity, it would definitely be Tranta. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, man. What more of a recommendation do you need? Like, I feel like my brainwashing is working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tranta, if you had someone who was a bit belligerent, um, no didn't way. really want to do cybersecurity. No pointing didn't, fingers. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine a person like this. But say there was someone. There's nobody around. I've never been <laughs> Not in this it. room. Everyone loves their cybersecurity <laughs> and they really want to pay attention to it. But say you had a business person who really hates this stuff but obviously knows that um, for the, you know, the longevity of their business, the security of their business – they may need to do some stuff. If you could beg and plead that person to do just five things, sure. what would be just the five that you would ask them to do slash I'm not committing to any of them? Yeah, sure. Also in layman terms for people who don't understand okay. IT. That's No, no, that's why we've gone with Trancy because yes. he's the only IT guy I can understand. <laughs> A for me. Okay, so my number one thing is I'm going to harp on about passwords. It doesn't matter how many times. Everybody knows it. You know it. Your, your listeners definitely know it. Everybody knows you need to change your password. And it sounds overwhelming for people to have like a unique password everywhere you go because that's the goal every site you would go to you have a different password um so a password manager is the best way to sort of deal with that so a password manager is a little application that runs on your computer it has a master password which has got extra security like two-factor which we'll talk about a bit later uh and it saves all your passwords in there so you have one long password you have to remember and then a security token whether it's your phone or a physical device and that saves all your passwords for every site and then every site you go to is different so yeah. at the moment, we're using LastPass at work. So well, mm-hmm. most of the staff are. Um, and we have that downloaded into our browser. Yep. So any website... I have it on my phone. Yeah. Yep. Any website you log into, it automatically fills those fields for you so you can log in and then get with the two-factor. That's another yep. security 100%. level. Can I just drive home too as to... Because I didn't know this existed until I spoke to Trainer about it one day. Why? So like we all know, oh, yes, I need to have different passwords on everything. P.S. Everyone has the same password for everything. It's really common behavior. Mm-hmm. But the reason why... I'm pretty sure I know why it's your number one is because of that whole dark web yeah, it's thing. Where so the can you explain what actually can happen? <clears throat> if you have the same password for everything, it's not just like, oh, you know, um, someone's worked out your password for this and then we'll now log into that. What's the actual, the bigger fucking picture? Yeah, let's, let's focus on that. That's a great question. It's all about like, if let's say your Facebook password. Your Facebook password is the same password you use for everything. It gets breached for some reason. And what's a breach mean? Uh, okay, a breach means that it's available on the dark web. So somebody, How does that happen? Can, yeah, so that, it can happen lots of different ways. It can happen just because 
of a site's security. So Facebook's not a great example, but let's say LinkedIn, they, had, LinkedIn a breach. had a breach a few years back. Yep, and all the password have got all their passwords downloaded to a big text file. And if you're up to no good, so if you're a hacker, then you can potentially download that and get a list of all these different passwords. And then let's say I want to target you in particular, Jade. Then I can look for your email address and then find a password associated with it. Now, if that's the same password you use everywhere, because that's common practice. I and can then, hackers know that, obviously. Yeah, it's, and, I mean, everyone knows that. And then I can try and go for more high-value targets. So I might try and get into your Facebook account, or I might, better yet, get into your email. If I can get into mm-hmm. your email account, I can get into your life. I can reset yeah. everything, and then I can start causing <laughs> lots of problems. Or I can send emails on your behalf and start pretending to be you and do payment scams, and there's all sorts of nasty stuff out there. So, but banking in particular, like this is another one, a lot of people will say, oh, I don't have the same password for my bank, but I've got the same password to everything else. But then all of a sudden they'll start to use that bank password in different spots. It only takes one other spot to use it in and that site gets breached. And all of a sudden, if I'm a hacker and I'm trying to get into your system. They're just going to keep running through. They're going to try those passwords everywhere they can with, you know, your email address, your business one, your personal one, whatever they can get their hands on. But if they've got emails and they're going, oh, forgot password. Password. Exactly. They're clever enough to work that stuff out. Exactly. There's so much they can do. So your email password is by far your most valuable one. Your bank password and email password is your number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really, really important. But you want to have unique passwords everywhere. because Just to get might, into that habit, I yeah, think, for right. everything. And a password manager can do other things too. So if we're talking to business people as your primary target on here, and you've got five staff who work for you, you onboard a sixth one, then you can set a password manager up for them, which is company managed, and then share all the passwords with them straight away. So you don't have to go and say, hey, here's access to the Australia Post website, here's access to our ordering website for our wholesaler. Instead, you just share a folder and they can access all of them without even knowing what their passwords are. I was going to say, you can actually mask it from them too mm, as right. well. Hey, so you could be like, hey, new person that I only met, you know, a few weeks ago when I interviewed you, um, here's access to my business passwords. But P.S., you can't actually see what they are, but you can still use them. So you can function in the business, but you can't, you know, not that you want to distrust people straight off the gut. Um, you still don't want to give them the keys to the kingdom, though. Yeah, That's why exactly. I describe it as that. So, keys to the kingdom. Yeah, well, it's your little kingdom, your business is your kingdom. Aww. Queendom. <laughs> Know your market. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so passwords is number one. Okay, passwords is number one, and I can't stress it enough. A unique password for every website is ideal, and a password manager is a way to achieve that. There's heaps of them out there. What about mobile phones? Do you have to have a password on your mobile phone? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'll, talk, I'll, I'll switch straight into that then. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, pu- mobile phone passwords. Let's take a, a cautionary tale. My dad likes to go to the, the pub occasionally and he plays the pokies. He's there playing the pokies, left his phone next to the pokies, walked away. Comes back 10 minutes later, realising he's left his phone there, his phone is gone. So I see a post on Facebook saying, if anyone sees my phone, please let me know. So I ring dad and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what happened and I'm like okay I'll just track it down so I log in to find my phone I find his phone in Andergrove somewhere 12 hours ago so my dad being my dad decides to go knock on their door and say because <laughs> that's safe yeah all right <laughs> but Except hey have you seen my phone and they're like oh no I don't know what you're talking about he's like well it's tracked to here if you come across it let me know in the meantime I transferred his mobile number back to a, his phone number again like to a new phone and 
I had to reset all these accounts again because they'd already started to be changed. That person oh who acquired his phone was able, because oh. they had access to his email, they started to reset all his stuff, uh, including his email passwords. They were trying to get to his bank, but the bank auto-locked it. Um, and his tab account, they were just causing problems as a whole. Then he starts to get messages uh, saying, hey, mate, can you bring the stuff? Or where can I meet you with the stuff? So oh. it's obviously someone who's picked up the phone. Was wow, up to it no sounds good. like they're up to nefarious me. Oh, no. <laughs> He gets a message that says, hey, someone was here looking for that phone you found yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously not realising that you had already copied not, the phone number across the new phone, the phone and the person who originally owned the phone was getting all of this wonderful information about them. That's right. So luckily I was so able to help So what you're saying them. is don't put a password on your phone so that when people steal it, you can then entrap them and hand them into the police and take more criminals off the street. I'm not sure that's the point here. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) God. Uh I'm sure the police will be so happy with you too. (laughs) That's not the business we're in. So, and all this could be sold to a password. If he had a password or a pin on his phone, that person who picked his phone up would have gone, oh, this is useless. And he wouldn't have caught them. (laughs) He did not catch them. He did not get his phone back. Oh, no. Uh, but it could have been drug dealers. The stuff, the stuff was obviously drugs. You watch far too much TV. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I like my cautionary tale, but because it rings true that if you have a password, then someone's going to more likely to hand it in quicker, and it's useless to them, especially on iPhones. Uh, Android phones are a little bit different, but it's well and truly worth having a password. It doesn't have to be a pin, like a swipe pattern, a fingerprint, face recognition. Any of them things are good. Just something, anything. I did try doing the thumbprint thing in me, Bobby, yeah. and it would never recognize it. I'm just, like, how can my thumbprint be different every time? Because your hands are sweaty. Yes. Just the way you probably recorded it. Like, I always record multiple fingers when you're putting fingerprints oh, in the phone. that sounds like a lot of effort. It's not, yeah, that whole two minutes <laughs> effort. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I need to upgrade my swipe pin to something a little bit more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's still better than nothing. See, yeah, I've heard story before and I still haven't done it. Yeah. I will now do it. No, I mean, <laughs> I'll think we'll about see it. Lunch next week. <laughs> I'll be judging you. Okay, cool. What's okay. your next tip? Okay, what else have we got? Um, talking about issues. So, like, what we've just done there is talking about a scam or something that's happened. Like, that's a huge thing that we should be talking about within businesses and just in personal conversation is talking about issues that have occurred and your stories you've heard about because mm-hmm. raising awareness and, and training uh, is definitely the way to go. So if I can put, like in business, we can do something called uh, phishing training so we can pretend to try and scam you. I love fishing. And <laughs> Not that kind? Of Not that kind, kind of fishing, buddy. <laughs> so, so they try to fish to see if you'll click the link, if you'll download the virus, if you're uh-huh. up to no good. And we can run reports on that for your staff if you want to to sort of see if your staff are cyber aware or not. So, on that note, we were just talking in the office this week about how, at the moment, we're all getting inundated with text, uh, uh, text, fake, message text messages yeah. about your parcel being ready, etc. So, I've got a Google Pixel, yep. and so mine is automatically um, putting them into, like, a spam Yep. Um, thing, but I didn't. Re- I thought everyone had. That. I didn't know. Okay. So other people are just actually getting all of these messages, like these text messages, to their phones and, and from stuff. all different numbers. So I'm like, I'm blocking them as I delete them, but obviously it's from multiple numbers. So you so kind of can't really go anywhere. And that's the thing. If I'd gotten the first one and it wasn't automatically going into a spam folder, I get passed all the time. I could quite easily have clicked on that. Yeah. Whereas I'm lucky that my phone at least protected me a little bit because, it, um, yeah, like it came up saying you've got something that's um, from a spam thing, we're going to put it away or whatever. Yeah, scam's all about right place, right time. And that's how come they keep this, I call it a spray and play approach, where like you might get something from Australia Post, Westpac, A and Z, 
and CBA. Now, you don't bank with any of them banks, so you're like, oh, they're clearly scams. I don't bank with them banks. But, but if you did, someone else, yeah, then exactly. If you bank with CBA and you get a CBA message, you're like, oh, that's that's possibly legit. And, and it only takes that doubt in your mind where you're like, oh, I wonder if that is legit or that urgency. It's yeah. always urgency is the number one thing to look out for in all scams, whether it's an email scam Especially when it comes or to it's money. a text message. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, and that's why talking to people is so important because if you stop and talk to people and you don't, hurry to react, yeah. then there's a good chance you'll identify the scam without having to do it. I anything. think too, like in a business context as well, like I know you've told me like, and you've kept confidentiality. I have no idea who you're talking about, but you have mentioned how you've had clients that you've helped because they've had been held ransom and, and all those kind of things. You know what I mean? Like those people aren't necessarily going to go and tell people what's happened to them because they don't want people to know what's happened in their business. It can be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or it could be like, oh, we might people might think that we've been breached and they don't want to give us their data But I anymore. think it's important to know like how these scams are happening so you are aware of it. Like so often um, we'll get emails in from like that just look a little bit sus. So if there's a phone number, like I'll just give them a call and be like, hey, just touching base. Or we've had clients call us and go, hey, I've got this email. They haven't clicked it or replied because they're like, I'm not sure about this because sometimes just the language can tip you off as to if it looks Mm. sus. Um, So just making that phone call and actually talking to people going, hey, is this, it just looks sus. Is this Mm. good? Like, yeah, no, that's fine. But it is. I think those, you know, those conversations stuff, like I said, from some of the examples that you've given me of real people here in Mackay that have been affected. Again, I have no idea who you're talking about, but it does, you know, being aware of that has made me more aware of why cybersecurity is actually important as opposed to it's like, like cleaning your teeth Mm. you know you grow up cleaning your teeth and like yeah i know i need to clean my teeth but it's like but what would happen if you didn't and that you know it's the other side of things that you might not necessarily know that what massive impact it could have i think your mum should have told you what happened if you didn't clean your teeth (laughs) yeah the big challenge of cyber security is just like i don't know what i don't know like you guys don't know the risks out there because you're not that's not what you're involved in every day you're involved in your marketing business i'm involved in it so i see all them scams you know what your risks are in your business and unfortunately, I know what cyber risks are, which are, are not fun. But the best rule of thumb there. such a pain in the ass no, about it. Right. I was going to say time. such a passionate person. <laughs> I like pain the ass better. But, uh, you but know, look, a great rule of thumb is if in doubt, throw it out. Like just yeah. don't open it. Don't don't action it. And go talk to some people. There's no need to action everything. Like just the, and the other rule, especially for the oldies in particular. So this is more personal related as opposed to um, business. Mm-hmm. Is what would you do if someone came to your front door? If someone came to your front door asking these questions or mm. saying this. You'd probably tell them to go away. (laughs) Just think the same way. Like, there's not urgency on any of this stuff. There's very few things in life that have got the same sort of urgency that they're trying to push on you. Okay. But there is, you do things like phishing training. So you can train your team on what to look for um, and how to react to it. Yeah. So we get quite a number of clients who have got ongoing phishing campaigns for now. So they're getting emails that look legit, let's say, from Ergon for argument's sake. And then it's to try and trick them into clicking it. And if they do click it, it's to say, hey, you clicked this. This was a scam. These are the reasons why. And then we've got ongoing training where you can do like little interactive courses as well. And all IT vendors are doing this kind of thing. So it's not like you have to come see us. Like any IT company around town has got this kind of thing in place. It's well and truly worth. Like training staff is a huge cornerstone of cybersecurity. Because you don't know what you don't know. Mm. That's right. Fantastic. Cool. Cool. Next topic? Yeah, Okay. Uh, so the next one is payment scam details. So again, still on the, like the phishing sort of side, but the change in payment details is a huge one that's 
financially affected a number of businesses around town. Oh, yes, I vaguely remember you talking about this the other day. And there's heaps and heaps of ways they'd come, but the one that really rings true to me is just a change in payment details. So if you get an invoice from your supplier, let's say your supplier is, I'll say Coles, for argument's sake, we use a national company, um, and all of a sudden you get an invoice with different bank details on the bottom, that's where you need to stop and go, ooh, something's changed here. Because for starters, in your bank, you'll have the saved details, mm-hmm. if they're a common vendor you use. Um, and you need to really reach out to them and say, hey, have you changed your details? And not row by replying, like hitting reply on an email and going, hey, are these details right yeah. still? There's a good chance it's probably going back to the scammer in, in that case because they're trying to, to take your hard-earned money. And is that something where it's like better to, say, forward the email to their accounts department contact that you have or is it better to pick up the phone? It is better to pick up the phone by yeah. far. Uh, and not just, like, there might be a phone number on the bottom of the email like ring the company there's a good chance if they are a vendor you deal with all the time you know somebody there yeah, ring the person contact. you know if it's not someone Did like your a, account details change yeah, no okay if the account details know. haven't changed let them know so that way they can let other customers know that someone is trying to uh, breach their like pretend to be them and get access to their money now sometimes these can be really sophisticated where they'll register like the .com email address so it looks like it comes from a legitimate source and when you reply mm-hmm. it looks like it goes back to a, a .com instead of a .com.au other times they can be super, super basic, but they'll do reinforcement occasionally where you might get an email that comes in in the first place and it says along the lines of a, a big letter, it says to all our clients, please note our bank details mm. have changed on this date here. Sign your sincerely. It's got a letterhead. It's fully titled. It looks like a professional letter. They'll send that off and then they'll send a fake Start invoice sending off invoices. Yeah. And they might send a legitimate invoice. Like it could be your end that's compromised or your vendor's end that's compromised and they steal a legitimate invoice and they stamp the bank details on there over the top. Mm. So 100%, and you're expecting it, it's something that will happen. So the worst one we've come across was a client who had got this letter to change bank details and they've updated that in their banking system, their payment run came in, they paid that, then another 30 days later another invoice came in, they, they paid, paid that, that too. and then it's got to the 90-day account and the vendor is ringing them saying, hey guys, you haven't paid your account for two months, and they're like, and they're yes, like we no, have. Doing we it every month. Your bank details. No, we never changed our bank details. Now, that's when they contacted us. We looked at the email. It's clearly a scam. You can see it's from a fake Gmail account even. Like, there's heaps and heaps of signs. If they'd done training, they would have been able to spot it. But they've just tried to do a good job. Like, as accounts people, they've gone, oh, I just want to do a good job. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's a, you know, when we change your details and stuff, how else? You're not going to call every single person that you deal with and say, hey, our bank details changed. Like, doing it via email would be the most efficient. If it was actually legit, mm. that would be how they would do it. So you can see why the accounts person could be e- easily thinking, yes, this is legitimate. Yep. And if you are changing your bank details, so let's say legitimate, you've got a new account because maybe you've purchased a business, whatever reason it is, then on the bottom, like say, <laughs> please, please contact us to confirm. Yeah. But as business owners, you 100% want to drill into your staff who are doing payments to always ring and verify. Don't phone, uh, don't email, sorry, ring and verify. It's really, really important. And I've seen lots of money go uh, from clients doing that, unfortunately. Actually, speaking of scams and stuff as well, also be aware of um, things that come in the mail too, man. Because uh, Lani just dumped a bunch on my desk the other day of... No, no, not your fault. You were doing the post. 
And um, there was all these uh, letters to me about renewing my business name. Um, oh yeah, they were. Look, you got two letters about renewing and I've got your another one from pre- different the week previously companies. as well. And I'm like, yeah, oh, these and I'm like, none of these are ASIC. I'm not paying no. any bitches. Yeah, there's also one around for like domain names. So you might have a yeah, that's domain a really name, common one. And instead, they'll send you a renewal for a .net.au, and it will be at a crazy price. So instead of like the eighty dollar mark where it usually might be, uh, it's more like four hundred, and people just pay it because they're like, well, we need that. So that's I had a boss like back in the day who actually was paying for their domain name with three different providers and they didn't realize that it was that two of them obviously they were just like oh here's I don't understand it here's the domain name renewal I will pay the domain name renewal and they're like why am I paying so much for a domain and I looked at the thing and I'm like you there's three different who which one's your actual domain provider yeah yeah it was pretty i mean it was funny but it was sad too that's where having like good it good marketing people in in place makes a huge difference because they can like control them kind of things so like you guys might hold domain names we hold customer domain names other it companies can do the same so that way you know it's in one place you don't have to worry about is it with melbourne it is it with net registry is it with someone else so knowing where your stuff is is a huge benefit to having an idea. Yeah, and don't just pay invoices when they come through, whether it's paper, email, whatever. And I think with those things that you're not so sure about or it's a one and done kind of situation, like I've paid for five years for my domain renewal, Mm. you don't think about it. It's quite easily... Like those things aren't top of mind. You're not always thinking about where it is or who who is looking after it. It's done, so it's quite easily oh, to to get absolutely. That's how many a, people? A leak area, I guess. But how many people do we go do a website for, and we're like, cool, cool. So we need your domain deets so we can like point it at your new uh, website and everything. Half of them and they like, don't know what it is. Let alone like, where it oh, is. Oh, I don't even know who has my. Do- I'll go back to my other web developer. Oh no, they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not something that we just. Yeah, it's not top of mind. We don't just. Maybe that's one thing that you should keep a record of. <laughs> it's definitely something you need to know where it is. That's the number one thing when we pick up a new client that we go looking for, and most people don't know where it is. Yeah. So yeah. it's and it's usually from they've had a website made in the past and that person has disappeared because their nephew made it for argument's sake. And nephew You pick is, it on nephews? No, not picking <laughs> on nephews. Just going off what's common. And they don't know where that domain name is. Meanwhile, that controls all the email to their business. So if that expires, which sometimes it does, yeah. then all of a sudden the whole business comes to a halt until we can find details. And it's a real scramble all of a sudden. Yeah, I so. think that's the thing too people don't always realise is like their domain name being tied to their emails. It's like, this is actually really important. Like, can your business run without your emails? Probs not. <laughs> like maybe a little bit more does need to be a bit more top of mind than you realize. Maybe this is something we need to talk to you further about another day, David. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get on tangent. It's just oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Okay, uh, so the next one is, this is not cybersecurity so much as I just can't stop talking about it, which is backups. I don't know if you should be allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say the word not too bad. You're, you're taking you've, our podcast and running away with it. You've invited me here and I'm stealing the word. <laughs> it falls into <laughs> the security aspect. No, no. Okay, it does fall into the security this. aspect. <laughs> so if you don't have good backups... <laughs> Uh, then you're not going to be able to recover after a breach. Let's say you do have a breach of any type. We'll say it's a nasty crypto locker attack. So a crypto attack is when all your files are ransomed and rendered useless. It doesn't matter if it's Word, documents, Excel, photos, a whole lot. You can't open anything. And the only way to, to get them back again is to pay the ransom or to restore your backup. And not that's even. where... Can we not send Liam Neeson in to be like, <laughs> I will find you. Uh-huh. That's obviously the third <laughs> option there, Trenta. Don't do. hold out on the audience, okay? I'm holding out so This is much. what I imagine you do all day. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm coming for you. Um, 
<laughs> no, not quite. Unfortunately, uh, it's not that easy. There goes the sexy inside <laughs> the security. Yeah, yeah. Look, you did try, Lani. I do appreciate it. Back to the boring stuff. Ransoming files. Backups. Thank God. So backups are super, super important. So knowing what your backup system is and how it works, how often it backs up. Having a redundant backup system. What is like, that? Top of the class. Gosh. <laughs> Look, uh, so... Uh, how, how long you're going to be down for like okay you do have a backup system when did it take a backup last so, and then what's the restore time what's that time to get your system back up and running again so you can function as a business now in some businesses these days it's nowhere near as critical in some aspects as it was uh, especially with the, the uplift of things like Zero, for example so your accounting software is cloud based Zero are looking after that for you so the risk on that side is you've passed that risk on to Zero. However, you've still got files on your computer. You've still got Word docs. Like in your case, you've got lots of InDesign and other Photoshop files. If you lose them, and that's going to render your business useless until you can access Nah, we'd be fine, there. man. we just go back to drawing it yeah, by hand and just... stuff. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But redundant means having more than one backup. Right. So, and then how often your backups like happen is a really important factor. So most of our clients run backups overnight. Some we run every hour. It depends on oh, wow. what the place happens to be. Yeah. So uh, health is definitely more critical. So we run health backups every hour if we can, as opposed to we might get like a tire shop, for example, we might run daily backups on there. So worst case, the backup's nine o'clock. They got infected at nine, uh, nine o'clock at night. They got infected at eight in the morning. Then we can just restore to that day beforehand. But it still might take time. It just depends on what sort of system okay, I got so in place. To me, this doesn't sound like something that I would set up for the yep. business myself. Yeah, look, it's definitely where you'd ideally have someone in tech, yeah. whether it's internal or you get an IT person in. Like, having a good backup system is 100% something you should be looking at on your must-do for cybersecurity. Okay. And along with, like, your email backups as well. So you can also have email mailboxes backed up. So Do you need to do that with 365? Yeah. So 365 oh, is all on Microsoft Cloud. They look after all of that stuff to a point. They don't look after like intentional deletion of data or intentional encryption of data. Uh, so that bit there, that's where you need a third-party backup yeah. in place. Do we so, have a third-party backup for no, our emails? No, you don't. Why have our IT people not jumped onto this? Oh, because it costs money. The problem oh, with IT... I you for David. I know, right? <laughs> you just need to pay me more. <laughs> 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 uh, and that's the big problem that all IT vendors are facing, like... Like we've got all these ideas on how we can improve your yeah, cybersecurity posture. Yeah, but money, funnily they enough. Yeah. It's the cost of doing but business, It's risk man. versus reward and then budget versus risk as well. Yeah, so, if I'm paying 500 bucks a month and that saves me a $50,000 ransom. That's all well and good, but you've still got to recognize that value in the first place. And you might go, that risk is low to me. Or like if I lose my emails there, it will suck. But I'll be able to get a lot of that stuff back again, so it's not the end of the world, like critically. And that's for different me. for every business, every I business, guess. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's at the moment, like we got a stack of products. We call it like a stack for the different cybersecurity offerings we've got, and like to go ahead with all of it, you're looking at a hundred dollars per user per month, which mm. is a lot of money, especially for small business. You times that out by seven staff, seven hundred bucks just for cybersecurity yeah. a month. A month. And that's not even something tangible that you get to fun and have play with. Like, it's just something that runs in the background that's, you know, important, but, like, uh, not fun in the slightest. Important, but annoys you in the same way. Because every bit of security is like a door lock. Like, no lock in the door. Nice and easy to get in. Put a lock, it slows you down. Cybersecurity is the same. Yeah. So it still makes your life a little bit harder. Yeah, nothing's a fail safe, man. Absolutely. And it's not bulletproof. So that's why we sort of have these different products in place. So we've got layers. Layering it, yeah. more layers you've got, just like onions. Onions (laughs) have layers. (laughs) But yeah, cybersecurity is all about layers. The more layers oh, you've got in protection, oh, yeah, no, you're right. yeah. the better. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes 
Sorry, it's very easy to get distracted when we're talking about IT. It's my own fault. (laughs) So, look, every layer you can put in place is well and truly more beneficial from your cybersecurity point of view, but it may cost your staff time, and it's definitely going to cost you money. And IT people are not good at upselling stuff. Like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm a tech person. Yeah. So I hate bringing up that, hey, Jade, you need to spend another $80 per person per month. You're like, no. I refuse. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Give me a cheaper option. And I'll go, okay, sure. We'll do the cheaper option. You need to do this, this, and this. I'm not going to do that. Here's a padlock for your emails. Excellent. I feel like we could make some marketing material to help you with this problem, Dave. Ah, there we go. Maybe you should get it on your website, Dave. And this is how you do sales. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. No, Slash, this is actually in progress. We're putting this onto his website. It's all there. I just got to press the save button. Go. <laughs> oh, my save. God. Trina, you are such a worry. You're telling us about backups and passwords, and you haven't pressed save. <laughs> WTF. Mm-hmm. All oh, right. Okay, publish, not save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one is two-factor security. I hate okay. this And lots so of people hate it. Okay, so, so first, explain what two-factor okay, is. So it's the devil. That's what it is. <laughs> it sounds like some Two-factor is okay. the devil. Okay, you're just reiterating my fact that it sounds like some dead rapper. Okay, so for a start, it's you've got your. Let's focus on emails. You have your email address, and then you have a password. So that's one layer of security. Okay, so that's one factor. One factor. There we go. Cool. (laughs) And then we want to add a second factor. So think of it like a second key on your padlock on your front door to get into your house. So in this case, a second key to get into your emails. We're focusing on right. And that there could be a text message that comes into your phone. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, an authenticator app that's on your phone. So every minute the code regenerates. I now regenerates. have one of those. Guess why? Oh, so judgy. <laughs> or if you get a physical token. So on my car keys, I've got like a little USB stick and it physically has to be plugged into the side of my computer. I've got to touch it before it lets me in. So that's my secondary key. So that's called biometric stuff. Um, and it's... I want one. <laughs> Sounds like fun. So you can have that. See, on, at least some part of it's fun. So on your password manager, for example, you can have your username, your password. You have like the little USB key that you touch as your layer. So that way, even if so someone you have three factor. I try to put more layers in place. So oh it's two God. factor at the moment, but it's got like yeah. Oh, I thought you, you had the text message in the thing and the thing. Right. No, right. so you don't have to do all of them. You usually just pick on one. But okay. I do like the physical token on there. But remembering though that even though you've got if you've got a text message, you've got a phone app like Authenticator then phone numbers can still be stolen and mm. transferred away, especially if someone's targeting you directly. Most mm. of the stuff we're talking about today is what I'd call broad cybersecurity that everybody can do. Yeah, like there I is, said, just the things that you could at least right. start on. There is way more detailed stuff that you can do, and it depends on the style of attack. Like most uh, hackers are spray and play, where they try the easiest, like the lowest hanging fruit, so to speak. So they'll go for that lowest hanging fruit because they just have the same password everywhere. If you at least put these in place, you're going to be stopped from the majority of hackers straight away. It's not going to... Someone who's professionally targeting your business, there's a whole other level we really need yeah, to step up to. Yeah. But these are just things that everybody can do right now, which will protect you from the bulk of attacks, so the stuff that we've seen in the past around town. And honestly, even just going back to that first one about the password manager and different things, like even like having LastPass on like you know my phone and my computer with the team and everything like even I it comes up if you I go to create a new account it's like do you want to automatically generate a password I just click yes I don't you know it's 50 million different little numbers and letters and whatever sort of thing I don't need to know it I don't you know what I mean because I've got LastPass on my devices I can easily access it whatever I need and that bit of just clicking that button saying yes to a randomly generated password by LastPass you know it's not like it's hard um, going back and changing your other passwords is something that I'm working through. 
Um, but it is, you know, being proactive from here on out. That is actually a very simple thing that you can be doing, in yeah. my opinion, yeah, like, who, you know, from someone who completely hates this stuff. And that's definitely a benefit of a password manager. So we tend to use one called Keeper is the one we tend to use for customers these days over LastPass oh, uh, okay, because so we can IT manage it. Yeah. Uh, so we can sort of help customers out with it. You can big brother uh, on it. We can big brother if you want us to, or we can handle it over. But it's also got this extra feature in there called Breach Watch where it will say, hey, this is a commonly used password or your password has been exposed on the dark web here. LastPass does that Let's too. change as well. So yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah. So, I know, I don't know if you knew but that. But there's heaps does. of different uh, password managers out there. So LastPass I used for a number of years. Keeper we've been using for about two years now and having good success with. So, But there's heaps of them out there. Any of them are good. Don't say that. That's that's too broad. <sighs> yeah, okay. I feel like There that. could be ones uh, like made by a hacker. <laughs> Trent is like, no, he's just endorsed every single okay. password app now. I don't like IT, but that sounds bad. And I'm sighing. Okay. <laughs> Talk to your IT professional. Come on, guys. <laughs> Do not take this as all generalist advice. Please talk to your professional IT people. And that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be someone else. It doesn't matter. Um, For us, it's you, so. Okay. So to go back to two-factor, because that's what we were trying to talk about. Oh, sorry, I thought you'd finish. That's yeah. why I was doing So two-factor can still come via email as well. So if you've got different options on two-factor, if you've got options, uh, oh, yeah, MailChimp email. does a um, two-factor, that's an email. And so does uh, MYAB, for example. When you're trying to log onto account and write, it will send an email every time. So if your options are text message, email, or authenticator app, authenticator app is the strongest by far. Mm -hmm. And then text message is the weakest one. Well, I say it's weakest because it can be mirrored. Let's say you put an app on your phone and I can mirror your text messages to my computer if I'm targeting you. But again, I'm really talking about specific attacks versus the spray and play, which is most hackers. But adding two-factor to everything is anything you possibly can. Facebook, it, like there's so many times you'll say, oh, see, my friend's been hacked on Facebook. If they had an authenticator in place, there's no way that's happening. Your Google account for yeah, Gmail. Yeah, because like you said, they're going for longest hang lowest hanging fruit for right. those kind of ones. Like it's which ones are the easiest to get into. Having two-factor at least takes you out of that you know, that ballpark for them. Yeah, and you might think, oh, my Facebook account's only got some family photos on there, but what about Messenger? Messenger's yeah. attached to it. What type of messages are you sending? And if you've got, you're an admin on, on your business profile and all those kind of things, like there's so much more there. So, okay, for a novice like me, how do I set up two-factor? Because I know you've done it for one thing for me before, so I do have the app on my phone. Look, every site is a bit different, but he basically... Got to you too. <laughs> he did. I don't even remember what for. <laughs> Uh, every site's different, but basically it's usually go to account settings, security, and there'll be options on how to set up two-factor. Otherwise, okay. if you just Google on every single website out there, how to add two-factor for Facebook, Google, emails, there's great guides. Oh, or again, you can talk to your IT people or just a <laughs> young person in the office. Generally, yeah. most young people are pretty savvy with it. Not all. It's a broad <laughs> assumption again. <laughs> However... If, there's a ne if someone's nephew works in your office, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Nephew or niece. So, but yeah, look, that's well and truly something worth putting on at every possible account okay. you can. Definitely. Okay. That's definitely I'll definitely those, think about it. I'll definitely not want to do that. I got it. Yep. All right. So to wrap up today from all those ramblings and very valid points that we've just given you, you need... Ramblings? What ramblings? <laughs> I have a test. So the top five, Dave, were password. Make sure you've got different passwords and use an authenticator. Yeah, yep. That's right. Um... A two-factor, so yep. that's where you Sorry, two-factor. Two yep. Talk about scams. So with your business peers, with your staff. Get training that, if needed. Yeah, that yep. awareness is really highly important. Payment details. Yes. Yeah, payment so, details changes, super important one. I can't stress it enough. So anything you're not sure about, call them. You've yep. most likely got a relationship with this If in doubt, stop. Supplier. And just yeah. saying, oh, hang on, let's talk to some people and, and double-check. Yeah. Don't just reply via email. 
Cool. Okay. And, and lastly, backup. your favourite. Last is backup, backup, backup. Because your backups are going to save you and could be the ransomware. It could just be hardware failure, but backup will save you. Yeah. And there is lots of different backups. It's a broad term. Know what your backup system is. Ask your IT person. and Have a second system. Have a secondary system, like plan A, plan B, and know what your time to get back up online is as well, like how critical it is. Yeah, I didn't think of that before. That's quite interesting. Like it's not enough just to have the backup, but it's like if I've got, you know, a team of 10 people who come in. two days to get everything Yeah, exactly. Like just knowing what that impact on your business and everything would be, especially for us where it's so deadline driven and all that kind of thing. And, you know, we'll have someone send an email at nine. If you haven't replied by lunchtime, they think that, you know, something bad must have happened kind of thing. It's like, no, no, just busy. Like, yeah. So that kind of that time back to getting to work is also a really important factor. And I think we Oh can... look, you even taught me something. <laughs> oh look at a guy. <laughs> and I, I think we've all been there where we've deleted a file and we can't find something else an absolute pain in the ass. And you're like, I did all that work, where did it go? I don't want to write it again, I've forgotten. Imagine if you lost everything. Mm, yeah. Like if yeah. it's all gone. Yeah, oh, dude, I person, would cry. Nice. Honestly, I think that would actually be a circumstance where I would cry. Exactly. So, okay, we're feeling your love of backups now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that, that pain in my stomach when someone <laughs> rings and says, I've lost this. And I'm like, oh, no. Okay, let's check the system. Yeah, the best thing about working with Tranter is like when you tell him stuff that you haven't done quite right, he gets really like into it. It's funny. Hmm. So there's lots more I could dive into. <laughs> this is just a starting point. Talk to your IT professional and I'll be able to help you out first. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Dave, from Trantech Computers for coming and talk to us. Ooh, can I add one extra thing? Oh, oh God. Why? Bonus, bonus. Oh, bonus points. This is for the insurance brokers out there. <laughs> but there's something called cyber insurance you can also get. Uh, that so sounds like a scam. <laughs> So cyber insurance is something you actually should definitely be looking at for your business. And don't just think that, oh, I've got cyber insurance, so I don't have to worry about any of the IT stuff. Your cyber insurance would be void. If oh, you man, can't don't, I just have one and not the other? If you don't you're follow, giving you an easy out. No, I'm not giving you an easy out. Damn it, just, just thinking of my insurance broker people I know and how much they harp on about it, but also how it's helped customers in the past. Yeah. We've had customers who have had ransomware attacks on their business. They've had downtime, and cyber insurance has been able to save them big dollars. But... You need to make sure you're doing the right things in the first place. It's not a replacement for cybersecurity. In fact, cybersecurity is listed. If you don't do these things, your premium will go yeah. up. I was going to say, we've got cyber uh, insurance, and it is based on the actual level of our yeah. cybersecurity as to what our premium is. Yeah. And they will only pay out if you've done the right things. If you've been ignoring updates and not having It's like your car insurance or something, man. Like, if you leave it with the, Unlocked all the, windows and the keys in it keys or whatever, it. you can't go, oh, please give me my car insurance payout. It's like, dude... <laughs> Same deal, but I do have a lot of customers who also, I've got cyber insurance, I don't have to worry about this. No, no. Cyber <laughs> insurance is just an extra layer. It's not not a bulletproof, so it's just another layer on the onion. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> All good, man. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming along. Hope, really appreciate it. Hope everyone got something out of today's episode. If you do have questions, we will... Don't ask us, ask Trina. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to put a little link in the bottom of the blog for this one on who we recommend to talk to. We love Tran Tech Computers, um, as you found today. They're super easy to talk to. Nice layman <laughs> terms. They put up with your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Time for a drink. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.